Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hey, everybody. This is Joe Lynch. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest. It is Naval Sabharval. Thank you so much, Naval. I hope I didn't screw your name up too badly. And it is upgrading to one integrated suite for all logistics operations with Naval. Welcome, Naval. Thank you, Joe. And you got my name perfectly right, too. I'm very excited to talk about this topic. Technology is becoming more and more important in our business. And, you know, what started off as just a TMS system or a WMS system or just sending emails around that seemed real high tech 15, 20 years ago, all of a sudden looks like not nearly enough. And when I talk to people like Naval, I realize it's not enough. So we're going to get into why you need that one integrated suite for all logistics operations. So before we get into that, Naval, tell us a little bit about you. Introduce yourself and your company. Tell us where you live. Thanks, Joe. I am the Global Head of Supply Chain and Logistics Solutions at Ramco Systems. I am based out of Mumbai. And Ramco as a company is a software product company. And we focused on building products for the logistics service provider industry, aviation, payroll. These are our focus areas. And you work all over the world, right? Yes. So we work around the U.S., Europe, India, Middle East, ASEAN, and Australia and New Zealand. I know I'm in Michigan, not too far from Ann Arbor, and I live not too, well, I used to live fairly close to Artika, one of your people, and I met her for lunch one time. So I know you guys are close by. So before we go any further, you said something offline that I thought was very interesting. You said that you did not get into technology until you were 47 years old, but before that you were doing some other stuff. Tell us a little bit about your career prior to becoming a technologist. Right. So I served the Indian Air Force. I graduated from the National Defense Academy in India and served the Indian Air Force as a supply chain specialist. I learned my threads of supply chain there. Military logistics has laid the foundation of the modern supply chain. I was also involved in a technology infusion through a large technology program and did everything under the sun that is required to maintain troops and a fighting force. I did get a presidential medal for my work in supply chain in the Indian Air Force. Post my tenure in the Indian Air Force, I got into pre-PL and forwarding operations, express companies, and worked on multiple industries like consumer durables, IT hardware, fashion, oil and gas, automobile. And I was a user of the technology. And it is about a decade back that I realized that I wanted to be get to the bottom of things of what technology can do and the magic that one could do it. And that's when I moved from operations to services solutions and now to building a platform. Yeah, and I like what you said about building a platform. That's what we're talking about here. When we look at all of the systems that we use, they're all disconnected. And that's somewhat of a challenge when we're trying to get information shared. You have costly integrations or just gaps or data entry, all sorts of things that we all know don't work. So tell us about that problem, Naval, about fragmented systems. Right. So typically, the industry has divided itself into silos. It's created a third-party logistics provider, an express parcel provider, a freight forwarder, a carrier. But the world of e-com has blurred these lines. And expectations 
beyond e-com is also deliver the same set of integrated services. Logistics companies cannot afford to remain siloed. So because of this siloed nature, they have tended to buy systems individually. Like, uh, you know, a trucking company focuses on transportation, he gets a TMS, now he starts a warehouse, he goes and buys a WMS, he needs something to manage his fleet, and he needs a fleet management system, his customers ask for better visibility, so he goes and buys a visibility solution, he now needs to bill his customers and pay his vendors, so he goes and buys a billing solution and then tries to work through to assemble this orchestra together. And they need to deal with a large ecosystem, which needs a platform. From a large carrier to single truck owners, to agencies who provide manpower, the orchestra has to be assembled to make the music. I like that analogy. And it, it is interesting, even for smaller companies now, we talk offline about CRM. You know, when I have a CRM system and then I say, okay, now they're a customer. Well, I got to move that information over. And, you know, there's companies challenged on every step of the way. And I think this is why we need this integrated solution. I'll also say this, Naval, when I was running a little third-party logistics company, we had customers who would say, can you integrate your TMS with our ERP? And it was something that very seldom happened. They asked for it, but they didn't do it. That was 10 years ago. Now I think the expectation is, of course, you're going to connect to our ERP, but that's just connecting two pieces, right? You just mentioned there's a whole bunch of other systems that are all fragmented. And what happens? What's the what's the the downside of that fragmentation? So the downside is lack of visibility and missed opportunities and huge missed opportunities. One can analyze, sit and analyze later with all the data that one collects from various systems. The data has lost its real-time capabilities and the damage is done. Now, visibility also requires width and depth which cannot be realized if you do not have an integrated system. You spoke about integration, Joe. Integration is not easy. It takes time. It's costly. APIs do help, but the effort and cost is humongous. And the level of integration required to operate multiple systems is too much to build and sustain, and it fails too. Let's look at an example of a logistic service provider who's got 300 customers, has got 500 vendors. Can you imagine the amount of integration that he's expected to do? And then... In between, he's trying to run these fragmented telephone systems and trying to ensure that you are able to run all this seamless. It's a humongous cost, humongous effort. The second problem is that the logistics companies do not have the expertise, nor do have the money to invest into that expertise to build these capabilities in-house. And the biggest loss that they have is that they do not get their data together at one place. And data is the future. Data is money invested into a bank to gain interest for the future. Yeah, so you mentioned this lack of real-time information. That is, seems to be the big buzzword these days. It seems like a few years ago, it was great if you could get a weekly meeting where you could go over information with your team and your customers. That was great. But again, it was a week old. And so if you said, Joe, you made a mistake on this, you should have zigged when you zagged. Uh, I say, well, I didn't have that information. The way to solve that, to your point, is there has to be real-time information that tells me how to make a decision. Should I zig or should I zag? (laughs) So you mentioned lack of visibility. You mentioned this data being lost or aged. (laughs) And you mentioned also, uh, touch on this a little more if you don't mind, that companies don't necessarily, logistics companies, transportation companies, don't necessarily have the expertise in-house to manage this stuff. So... 
you know, technology is moving at such a pace now, and there are so many things that are happening. The way AI ML is now serving the world, the bots is now become you know a very normal thing. There is now technology coming around robotics. There is now technology coming around drones, and every day for a technology company like ours, we are learning new things. Now we are able to assemble this because we serve multiple customers through the single platform. But it will be so difficult for a logistics company to assemble this expertise together just for itself and manage it. More importantly, the logistics industry at the leadership level do not understand the depth of technologies to be able to control, manage, and get the best out of. Even if they make the huge investments into technology and the expertise themselves. Yeah, we talked a little bit offline about this. Is that. We in uh, the transportation, logistics, warehousing, the fulfillment space, we've been forced to grow quite a bit in the last decade. The expectations that we're going to start to grow into these different technologies. And we've also been asked to do things that we've never done before, like home delivery. And I think what we're starting to see is some specialization. So the guy who moves auto parts very well can't necessarily move food because it's different equipment, different expertise. Same thing with I talk about, hey, you'd be a great logistics company for the last 50 years, but if somebody says, now I want you to start delivering to homes, very different. So I think it makes sense for companies to start specializing and saying, we're going to be really good at what we do, and I'm not going to necessarily try and grow a technology company within my, my logistics company. I mean, I'm sure it's the right decision for some, but it seems like a reach. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, within your own company, you learn as much as you interact within your own company. Whereas when you go to a platform provider like Ramco, we get our learnings across the industry, across the globe. So we're learning from multiple sources and building and constantly innovating on the platform. So the limitation of not being able to garner and learn everything in today's world is a big miss. And logistics companies cannot afford to do that. Yep. You mentioned something about innovation. Talk a little bit about innovation and how maybe companies that don't, that aren't logistics technology companies might miss out on some of that innovation. Sure, Joe. So today we keep hearing these buzzwords of AI and ML. Now, AI and ML works out of data. If you have data and you have complete data, AI and ML can produce magic. Even a simple thing like data entry. AI ML can eliminate nearly 95% of your data because you're working from a single platform. So we're talking of, let's say, a service billing that you do for your customer. You don't want errors in that. You don't want to lose money or you don't want your bills to be thrown back and payments delayed. If you are on an integrated platform and have data at one point, AI ML will help you detect anomalies automatically, which a human eye cannot detect easily. So what is that AM email? What is that again? Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning, AI ML. Uh, explain a little more about that. I know there's going to be some other people besides me who don't understand that stuff very well. So, you know, when we look at data as a human being, we interpret the data in a certain way. And the interpretation of the data in that certain way is influenced by our experience, by our knowledge, and also the mindset and the pressures of that situation. So let's say I'm analyzing a bill and it's got 5,000 deliveries and I'm trying to see whether the rates are right or wrong. My experience, my knowledge and 
my attention to the detail will decide how well i analyze the bill now imagine if my experience and experience of half a million people and if the knowledge of half a million people and if the attention of half a million people is brought together to look at that document and find an error in it so that's what ai ml does what is that abbreviation artificial intelligence is ai and ml is machine learning interesting interesting so i understand tell a little bit more about machine learning i know people have heard a lot about artificial intelligence is it kind of one and the same or what's the difference so machine learning feeds into artificial intelligence so artificial intelligence keeps building interrelations between the whole thing and keeps feeding artificial intelligence engines in the whole so when you have data and you look at analytics you spoke about reports when you see a report you start making sense of the report and you start interpreting the report now that's what machine learning is going to do and then push it to ai who's going to then convert it into something meaningful that you can act up so are the systems you're building are taking advantage of ai ml absolutely our platform is fully digital on using artificial intelligence and machine learning tools it's inbuilt into the platform and that's a huge advantage and a huge competitive edge for a logistics company in this market but the machine can't learn if it doesn't have lots of data right absolutely so you need to build the data and get the data at a single place so this is why we need to integrate all these systems so might you might find is when we rate a bill over here 99.99% are okay but this 0.001 isn't and you can maybe have your machine learn why or catch those problems You know Joe there's another angle to you may you may say I'm 99.99% but at what cost and how ah. efficient and effective were you in achieving that could you get your ebita up by 2-3% it you know it would sound music to every ceo's ears and that's why we're doing the integrated suite for all logistics so talk a little bit about implementing this one integrated suite for all logistics operations and also again talk about all the systems that we're talking about integrating from you know CRM through HR so let, let's look at the systems first so what does an integrated system do you right from you know creating opportunities in the CRM to be able to simulate those opportunities to know is that right or wrong what should be my selling model to be able to then set up contracts and multiple modes of selling and buying services if you are assetless or low asset you need to buy the services you need to set all those contracts and rates and then you need to turn your operations to warehouse management system transport management system a fleet management system a cross stop operation for transportation a cross stop operation for warehousing visibility systems that you need the hr the finance system the payrolls that run the profitability module a host of such modules you would need to run your complete business and what the integrated platform does is gets all this under a single platform in terms of implementation implementation the way logistics companies uh, need to look at it is to build a vision and look at a platform for the future that's the driver the days of you know in buying a software implementing and deploying it and putting into support mode are over in today's world the world is changing dynamically and one is constantly implementing deploying and supporting it's a whole different mindset look at the current situation can you run your business logistics operations in covid 
the way you're doing it before COVID? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you now say I did implement a system which should work? No. So LSPs can't afford their customers to say, wait, you know, I'm implementing something, just the wrong word for this industry. So the way to go about implementation is one starts with a minimum viable implementation in a few weeks, creates the momentum, does a continuous business alignment and a fitment for the customers. And this process never ends. A year down, when your bank has the money, I mean data, ask for the interest. The artificial intelligence and machine learning kicks in and then sky is not the limit. Uh, so what you're talking about makes a lot of sense to me. I think what you're talking about is you don't need a transaction where you say, oh, I bought this TMS and they're going to come out and they're going to teach us how to use it and there'll be some minor modifications. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is a strategic partner. You're going to come out and you're going to be there forever. And as, as we get new customers that have new demands, you guys are in the background helping me take action and implement, correct? Absolutely right, Joe. And, you know, in today's world, it's about configurability and the speed at which you can deliver results. There's no one who's going to wait. Today's shelf life of, let's say, fashion products has come down to 30 days. Can you afford to take away 10, 15 days in logistics and delivery? No, it will kill the market. So this is a constant process of implementation. As you get new customers or current customers' needs keep changing, the platform is configurable enough for you to model it out to meet the changing demands without impacting any losses uh, or you losing revenue in the whole process because you need to run the business also fine. We'll get right back to the podcast in just a moment. If you sell transportation or logistics services, the Logistics of Logistics can help you sell more. Our customized program will help you understand your sales personality, including your strengths and blind spots, get more sales leads, and improve your communication and salesmanship. We can also position you as a recognized industry expert and help you reach your target audience. To learn more, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com. And now, back to the show. So, Naval, if somebody was to reach out and talk to you and say, I have 500 trucks, I have some warehouses, and I have these systems and these type of customers, are you bringing your platform and then making modifications to your platform so they can use it? Or is this kind of a custom project? So, our platform is ready, and you do not need to make changes to the platform. It is configurable. Today, if I look at my platform and let's say look at warehousing, a logistics company could be serving different industries. Through this single platform, we are running warehouses which are serving 25 plus industries. So it's a platform that is ready. It's configurable. And when I use this word configurable, it means I can set rules as an operations guy right from my screens. I do not need even a technology guy or anybody from my IT department to help me set the rules on how I want to run a certain piece or part of my business. And I can have different sets of rules set up for different sets of businesses. So it's heavily configurable and simple to configure by the operators themselves. Do you implement it by module or is it just you start with, let's just say it came in and said, we're going to just manage freight with this, but later on we're going to bring this and this. Do people do it in phases? Or they do it all at once or how's that managed? So we do not, we neither take a module approach and neither to a location approach. We take a business approach. Is this one way that maybe looking at this almost like uh, Apple did with their business where they're completely 
vertically, I don't know, integrated. <laughs> they have one tool, which is Apple, not a whole bunch of outside projects or outside vendors that can screw them up. Yep. So, I mean, yes, there is a lot to draw from the learnings of Apple in the whole thing, but they've created a single ecosystem and you can almost do anything on that ecosystem. I don't think that's right. Maybe the right way to ask that question. I think one of the ways I'm looking at this is if, you know, I think the current mindset we have is, oh, I have a TMS and I have a WMS and they're by different suppliers potentially, and I'm going to try and integrate them. And that's where the problems begin. And as you said, integration is costly and time consuming. And Joe, one very important thing when you buy these independent systems is you to need to look beyond integration. In today's world, when, you know, the world is digitally run, you need digital partners, you need technology partners. Now, and a partner who has design capabilities, who has flexibility to provide you what you want for your businesses and has innovation. Now, if you bought a TMS as an example that you gave from another supplier and another vendor gives you the WMS, the growth of the one system, the other system may not match with each other. So even if you integrate it, you may have a mismatch in the growth to meet your own needs and what the industry and the market has demanded. How are you going to make two vendors behave the same and keep pace with the levels that you want from both the systems and who are totally independent vendors? Nice, nice. So Naval, talk a little bit again about some of the problems with the fragmentation and then the advantages of one integrated solution, if we could use that as kind of a wrap-up. So, you know, the future of logistics companies is, as I call it, survival of the digi-fittest. If you're not digitally fit, <laughs> you will vanish. So, it's a matter of survival now. My advice to logistics companies is, open your bank account, open your data bank account, where you start accumulating. Stop overanalyzing, take the leap of faith, and be the leader. March ahead of others. Some things that you need to do internally is align your organization to constantly implement. Get over the old mindset in the way software has got implemented. And then build a team which has an artificial intelligence machine learning mindset. The power of artificial intelligence and machine learning has been exploited very little, but capability is huge. This is the future of the logistics industry. And the earlier they get DigiFit, the faster they are ahead of competition. Yeah, like what you said there about starting to take advantage of some of this AI and machine learning. For so many years, our information was all packed away in TMS and WMS and all these different systems that didn't have enough information for one, but they didn't connect to anything. So so if it, if it's almost like a dumb monitor used to be where it didn't, you have that information, but what are you doing with it? Absolutely. You're right, Joe. And you know, one didn't realize that one has got so much money lying in their own bank because they didn't know what to do with it. Now, technology allows you to accumulate all the money. Money is data. When I use the word money in logistics companies, it is data. And you can now throw in this artificial intelligence and machine learning tools there to exploit something that the human mind can just imagine. Or whatever you thought that is the way you want to run your company and run your customers and operate it, you can now achieve it through artificial intelligence and machine learning. Strange new world, strange new world. This has been excellent, Naval. And one of the things you said, uh, maybe you can expand on this, is you said the idea of I'm going to buy something and then implement it and then use that for a year or two or three or four or five, that's over now. 
And now it's a matter of implement and plan that and then see the next project. It's never ending innovation. Absolutely right, Joe. And that is why I mentioned that you need a technology partner, a partner who's invested in technology, a partner who knows this industry well, and a partner who's ready to innovate, and a partner who's flexible and dynamic to meet your needs. If you sign up with partners, your total cost of ownership over five years or 10 years is going to come down by 30 to 40 percent. But in a transaction oh. model, <laughs> the technology company is out to make money on the transaction and walk away with no responsibility. So it's your choice <laughs> that you want a partner for a lifetime, but do select the partner well. As I said, design yeah. capabilities, flexibility, stability, and innovation are the key parameters in selection of a partner. Say that one more time. Design capability about the industry. How well do you understand the industry and are able to design products? The flexibility you bring to your platform in meeting your business needs and your investments and capability around it. You mentioned when we were prepping for this, something about your innovation center. Is that in Singapore? Tell us about that. Development Board of Singapore. They believe in us because we do some great stuff there. I mean, you walk into the innovation center and there could be a drone crawling around you or some geeks working on the bots or the artificial intelligence stuff there. That's why we build all our tools and do all our research around artificial intelligence and machine learning. So now you've got me wondering about the drone thing. So I, I sound like a, maybe like a denier here, but I just envision living in a big city with a whole bunch of drones delivering things wouldn't they blacken the sky? Wouldn't there just be way too many of them if they were to deliver like you sometimes see? It always looks cool when you see that drone drop a package on your porch. But I live in Michigan where we got a lot of hunters here. I just envision <laughs> hunters shooting them out of the sky. And and even if they didn't shoot them out of the sky, I just imagine walking through a countryside and going, oh, there's five dead drones that fell down or got shot. Or <laughs> what, what is your vision on this, Naval? I don't see, you know, drones being deployed at that mass level for these kind of work. I think they have great utility, let's say, for delivery of medicines, emergencies, moving patients to hospitals, or even within warehouses. Like, we are now doing drone-based dock scheduling experiment in Manila. You know, a drone-guided dock scheduling for the warehouse, where you have a lot of deliveries happening, and you have a lot of trucks and trailers parked in the yard. And just marshalling them to the dock so that the warehouse load goes out in time and you do not spend extra time within the warehouse. Drones are very useful. So drones have a lot of utility. I don't see them hanging around the sky, hundreds of them trying to deliver stuff in the near future at least. Right. I could see, I've always thought that it might make sense for a delivery. So let's just say UPS was to come to my house to deliver something. I could see a drone maybe taking something to the porch, but it would more likely be wheeled with wheels rather than wings. <laughs> but even that, you would have to account for so much, you know, the sidewalks and all that. So that's not an easy, not an easy fix. There are a lot of safety issues around it, which one needs to cater for. And I don't think the world is ready for that level as yet. But drones need to be exploited within the logistics services, within warehouses. Drones are getting used for counting inventory. Within the warehouse, drones are being used for warning against incidents and accidents that can happen within the warehouse and saving lives or not impacting lives within the warehouse. So there are endless utilization of drones within the logistics industry. You know, when will we have drones delivering at home? I think that's a little 
far-fetched and far away. But let's exploit the drones uh, where we can very effectively. When drones can be delivering you to homes, you'll be doing it probably. You know, this it, you touched on something I think is interesting about the drones is I think like during a catastrophe, during earthquakes or something where you, you don't have roads easily accessible. If you could say, yeah, I'm going to use some drones to make some deliveries or, you know, surveillance, surveying the area, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Are serving India by ensuring the lockdown. They're moving around and letting the police staff know if there's anybody violating the lockdown. So you can have immense uses of drones and just beyond delivering things at our home. That's fascinating. Fascinating. So, Naval, if you don't mind, wrap this up. Give us three or four bullet points on why we need this integrated solution for all of our logistics operations. And then tell us a little bit of what's going on over at Ramco. Sure. So the reason is the biggest reason you need an integrated solution is if you need to survive in this digital world and serve your customers. Your customers' expectations are rising daily. You know, one of the customers in the chemical industry told me if the e-com world can deliver something in a few hours, why does it take days? So every part of the industry is demanding the fastest and the best logistics. The platform is essential for you as an investment to be able to use the artificial intelligence and machine learning tools so that you get a competitive edge in the market. And it allows you to retain customers, but also get niche customers into your fold. Now at Ramco, we are constantly involved in conferences, even webinars. We publish white papers. You can find them on our website and on LinkedIn. We also are working on very exciting artificial intelligence and machine learning cases at our Logistics Research Center, which we will start presenting in our webinars. We probably have a webinar coming up by May, end or early June, bringing to the world these new technologies that we're building. So you can find us on our website. You can find us on the webinars. Feel free to contact me to learn more. What I'll do, Naval, is I'll take uh, I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes, and then I will also put a link to any upcoming conferences you guys have or webinars. <laughs> I think it's more webinars in this COVID age. For anybody listening to this in six months or a year, I hope this uh, still makes sense, but we're all locked down. <laughs> Naval and I can't leave the house right now. <laughs> yeah, but so now even in the COVID situation, you know, we are doing artificial intelligence and machine learning what people tools deployed on the data and they're producing some very, very interesting results. And some of the data that's coming out is matching with the Christmas peaks that have happened. You can slice and dice the data and realign your resources so that you can effectively utilize them. So there is space for a platform even in this situation globally. I guarantee, Naval, and I know you would agree that this COVID-19 pandemic is going to drive a lot of change to consumer behaviors. And I think logistics is going to change as a result. I mean, so many people I talk to now are working from home, finding different ways. And I even offline when we were prepping for this, Naval mentioned his team, his designers would normally be in country, wherever, working with customers. And now they're <laughs> doing it via technology, digitally. Absolutely right. We're learning the new ways. We're trying to be as effective as we were when we were on the ground. And as we learn, we are going to use more digital tools ourselves. The digital tools that we build for our customers, we are now trying it on ourselves so that we can deliver in this COVID situation too. You're the guinea pig this time. Well, 
Naval, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. This is, you've given a glimpse of the future of logistics technology. And I think you're absolutely right. There are only going to be in the future companies that are either really digitally fit, as you said, or commodity players, bit players who work for somebody who has the technology that you don't. Absolutely. And we are there to support the logistics industry. And it's a vision to digitize the logistics industry and make life easier and make the logistics industry serve the world and move the world even better. Thank you so much, Naval. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your continued support is very much appreciated. Until next time, Onward and Upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversations with experts in the logistics field. If you're an expert and would like to be featured on the Logistics of Logistics podcast, please email Joe Lynch at joe at the logisticsoflogistics.com. 